You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks this week, I'm Jennifer Perry. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And remember, if you ever have a question for us you'd like us to address here, reach out to us. Drop us an email through our website at retirementsolutionradio.com. Well, another derby comes and goes without any winners on this team, John. I know that I typically do not do well, but I always kind of look at you and think he should know something about horse racing, and yet you get it wrong with your picks every single year. So the way that I typically have always selected horses is because of my neighbor Cletus. (laughs) And I remember Cletus coming over one night, and he may have had one or two Paps Blue Ribbons or whatever his drink of choice is. (laughs) Right. And he came over and was like, John, let me tell you. Let me tell you all about horse bitten son he said what you got to do is you got to find the one that's got four legs four legs step one and only one tail now that's a big one that most people just look right past but this one time i was down at the louisiana derby and i bet on a horse of two tails that was a bad day son that was a bad day so that's typically how i do it i mean i look at the green sheets the pink sheets the tip sheets the white sheets the program i look at all that stuff Uh uh-huh and all I see is a bunch of gibberish. Now, literally on the other side, my wife does one thing and one thing only. She picks the colors of the jockey sex. She's like, <laughs> I love it, Neil. That's because nice. she's like, honey, what should I bet on? And I'll tell her, I'm like, I'm for bamboozle wink, uh, booba stink, and that horse just that has four legs and it, uh, that's a jockey's name I know. And she'll say, I'm gonna go for the one in pink. <laughs> and I'll be danged if she will catch a ticket and I got nothing. So it's just how it goes. I mean, it's all right. It's good. It's good. There's one bet that I can make in every single race, and I'm always a winner. What's that? When I bet on getting a bourbon drink. (laughs) Bet on bourbon. Always bet on bourbon. It always pays off. Now, it may not be (laughs) worth it sometimes, depending on the day, uh, but it always pays off. I get a return. Let's say it like that. I get a return (laughs) for my investment. That's the only way to win for some of us. But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed a busy derby week here. I love this week, especially when we have some nice weather like we've had. And absolutely, you know, whether you make the big bets or little bets, however you came out yesterday, we hope that you're at least able to live with yourself today. But (laughs) it just goes to show you, though, John, Time magazine said if you look at how we bet on races like the Kentucky Derby and then how we pick our investments, too, there are actually some really interesting investing lessons that we can learn from the fastest two minutes in sports. So I want to go through a few of these with you here. I think this is very relevant because, first of all, they say understand that it's a long race. I mean, yes, it's only two minutes in the derby, but those horses are putting everything they have into it. And it's amazing how the ones who go out fast are typically the ones in the back at the end. That's exactly it. And, And of course, the Kentucky Derby is the, are we the second longest I believe so, in the, the, in the races, Triple Crown, the yeah. Preakness, uh, the Belmont, and Belmont's the Kentucky longer. Derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the Belmont is the longest one. I think we're in the middle. But when you think about that, when you watch these horses, when they are quote-unquote coasting, they are absolutely coasting at an unbelievable speed. Uh-huh. And when they go through and around that big oval, the amazing thing is it is a long race. They are unbelievably exhausted. So when you think about that and how you can start off in the front of the pack – but all of a sudden find yourself in the very tail end, this is a lot to say about kind of how retirement and investing is. Yeah. I think a lot of people think, ooh, you know, I'm gonna get this company, whatever it is, I'm just gonna pick on Tesla today. And by the way, please don't buy Tesla today. It's really expensive. (laughs) Please don't do that today. 
If you already own it, that's fine. But hey, if you haven't got it yet, don't do it. But when you look at a Tesla, it's like, oh man, all these promises. It's going to do all these wonderful things. And of course, the stock price has gotten hyperbolic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's through the roof. And the time will tell, right, on if, in this example, that stock goes all the way around the oval to that finish line. Mm -hmm. Now, for us, that finish line might be our retirement date. Or it might be when we need to get that portfolio to a certain amount so that we can spin off an income amount, right? Yeah. The way I typically like to think about it is when is our portfolio able to take care of us? Hmm. See, all the way up to the time we retired, Jennifer, we're babying our portfolio, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're out there. We're kind of like the jockey, if you will. Okay. We're out there. We're riding the horse. We're trying to guide it in the right direction. We're feeding it as we need to, giving it the proper training. When we need to crack a whip, every once in a while we crack a whip. Get that portfolio in line. But the whole point is that if we have a winner, like if we let's say we have a derby winner, that horse might be able to pay us for the rest of our lives, right? Yeah. And for us, the finish line is just the beginning of retirement, right? So when you think about how long the race is, that just begins the next race. So yeah. always keep that in mind. Now, another lesson that Time Magazine mentions here that we can take away from our favorite horse race, too, is hedge your bets. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Hedging always. your bets. Now, of course, because of this past week, here's the easiest way to think about that. The best way to potentially hit an exacta or a trifecta is to box them, right? Mm -hmm. And what that means, Jennifer, instead of just picking the first horse and the second horse in order in an exacta, if you box them, it means either one of those horses could come in first or second. You still like can that. win. Mm -hmm. That's a hedge. It's a hedge. And then a trifecta is the same thing. No, it costs you a little bit of money to do that. Mm -hmm. But why do we do that? Why should not only we do that potentially in horse racing, but we also want to do it in life when it comes to our retirement savings is because huh. it gives us more opportunities in case we don't get it right. We want to make sure we have other buckets of money that can give us income for the first couple years in case we have a downturn. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've seen it, but we're in the 12th year of a bull market. Right. Market's still moving up. So we want to make sure, especially if we've just recently retired or if we're going to retire in the next couple years, we want to make sure we're hedging our bets because no one knows what's going to happen in the future. But guys, with as expensive as the market is and as low as interest rates are, my guess is I would want to hedge those bets that we don't walk into a horrible year the year that we retire. Right. That would be a very easy thing to do is to hedge our bets. We can learn that from horse gambling, can't we? Great lesson there for those of us who are closing in on retirement. So you can hedge your bets. And the third thing they mention here, John, is take note, too, of the house's cut. But what's the retirement equivalent of that? Yeah, so the, the way that the track is you just get bad odds. Okay, so we know that the house often wins, but what, let's say that you bet on the horse that even wins the race. If those odds are three to two, that's not a very good trade-off. That's not right. a very good amount of return for how much you're wagering. Now, that's the easiest way to track. Now, here's the way I think about it. I think that it comes down to when you want to take note of the house's cut, what kind of fees are we paying in our investments? You know, it always blows my mind, Jennifer, when I talk to someone and we're looking at their 401k, in general, I kind of don't even mind the mutual funds that they have in those 401ks sometimes. Hmm. But when you look at what they're paying on the inside of those 401ks, mm -hmm. they're often paying three, four, five, seriously, up to 10 times the amount of money they should be paying in fees wow. versus an exchange-traded fund by like a Vanguard or a BlackRock 
iShares or a TIAA CREF. Take your pick or a Schwab or Fidelity. Mm-hmm. So watch out for those fees. It's just like the house taking too much or just having bad odds. If you're paying too much in fees, you may not feel like the winner, even if your horse comes in first. So take note of the house's cut there. And again, if you want some guidance on your 401k, if you want to find out actually what you're paying and things like fees, you can always give us a call for that complimentary second opinion this weekend at 502-690-5635. Number four here is don't count, though, on recent winners to stay in the winner's circle. And this is often why I do not bet on the favorites necessarily, John. Sure. I mean, when, when you look at all, really, of the media that goes into this past week, I mean, we're talking about horses that ran wonderful races in these huge events, but we're really not talking how they trained a couple of weeks ago. Well, what it really boils down to is just because you were a winner once doesn't mean that you're going to be a winner a second, a third, or a fourth time. Every single year, take your pick on the magazine, right? Uh, Money, uh, Kiplinger Personal Finance, uh, even the Wall Street Journal, they always publish the top you know, 10 or the top 20 mutual funds to potentially invest in. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer, if you look at that list, every single year, very rarely are the ones that were on last year's list still on this year's list. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> they don't make the okay. winner circle again. And here's the reason yeah. why. There are all kinds of reasons why one fund may have a great year. Maybe it was because it's growth-based, and that was a year where growth was really awesome. The following year, something changed. Like more recently, once the new administrations come into office, we've seen that value has actually replaced growth as, I guess, the better thing to invest in Mm -hmm. right now. So there's a great chance that this year, uh, the funds that would have been at the top of the list are very different than last year. But it happens every year. So don't count on just because you've had something in the past that was good for you that's going to keep being good. That's what we focus on in our firm. We use artificial intelligence to help say, hey, we know how things have done historically, but what we really want to know is, is now the right time to still own this investment? If so, well, let's keep riding that sucker out. But if our jockey is not doing his job, we want to make sure we replace the person on the mount, right? Before the next race. That's the whole idea. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 9988 